I want to take the opportunity to first say thank you to Father Dave for his gracious uh, invitation and very warm welcome to come back here to St. Joe's and to all of you for welcoming me back as well um, and for all the many good things you did for me last summer to help me to get to this point. Um, I'm very grateful and I hold you in my prayer very often thinking about all the gifts that you shared with me. And I want to apologize to the Todas Tuas team because this is like the third week in a row that they're stuck with me. <laughs> Providence has brought us together, Todas Tuas team. But in Providence, I can also say, if you're not signed up for Todas Tuas yet, you should be. Because this is a great team and they have a lot to share with you about Jesus. Um, and they do it in a very fun way. So during my time in formation to become a priest, I ended up taking a little bit of a break. And during that time, I began to work in a factory. Some of you might be familiar with this story a little bit. Uh, and first couple weeks, fine. But then they moved me on to this shift from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And so every day I would work 7 p.m., 7 a.m., then I'd go home, I'd sleep, and I'd kind of repeat the process all over again. And during that time, there was a lot of quiet that I experienced in a very ironic way. Because the factory was a very noisy place and I cut steel. And cutting steel is a very noisy job. But because I cut steel, there was no radios, there was no TVs, there was no music, there's no headphones that you can plug in and listen to your favorite podcast. It's just you and the work. And you worked by yourself. So there was no idle conversations that you were having either. There was a lot of time for me to think and to pray and to receive the word of God into my heart. But amazingly enough, God found a way in that time of my life when I was away from seminary to help me to better discern whether or not I should be a priest. There were people from all across the factory who just a couple weeks into the job, began coming to me during my shift and sharing their life with me, sharing their troubles and their joys. And they did that because they heard that there was a priest working in the factory. <laughs> now, I wasn't a priest. I wasn't. I wasn't even a seminary student at that time. But they knew somebody who loved Jesus, worked in the factory, and somebody who could show them the love of Jesus was there. They would come and they would pour out all of their troubles, all of their family drama. They'd come and they'd share with me their addictions. They would also share with me the birth of a new child, maybe some of the joys and anxieties that come with that. They'd talk about wanting to get married, but not feeling quite ready yet. They talk about the things that they love. And all of these interactions really crystallized in my heart my desire to become a priest. Because it was in that place that I felt like Jesus felt in today's gospel. His heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. I felt these words deep in my own heart. I could feel them transforming me as I prayed upon them in those silent hours of the night 
And as I reflected upon all these people coming to me, just looking for that thing that would give their life meaning and fulfillment. And of course, it was Jesus who would do it. And I've seen a lot. Just in that time alone, I saw a lot. But I've seen people look towards their accomplishments, towards their jobs and careers, or their hobbies, or their sports teams, to give themselves a sense of identity. I've seen many young women who burden themselves with society's expectations of beauty. I've seen many young men doggedly pursuing what they believe will give them honor in the eyes of society. I've been in the chase myself, looking for any one thing to bring life and hope to my life, any kind of sense of love and belonging. I've been that sheep, troubled and abandoned, looking for a shepherd, desiring for somebody to lead me to greener pastures, to keep me safe, to love me. I've also been that sheep lifted up on the shoulders of my Savior. I've been that sheep who has been redeemed, and I've seen the extent to what God can redeem in my own life, my own heart. I've witnessed the transformation that he's worked, and I've known the truth of these words from St. Paul's letter today, that God proves his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Those are powerful words. But this is the heart of Jesus, that even when we were against him, he was for us and with us. Even when we thought that we didn't deserve an ounce of his love, he poured it out for us. Popular Catholic devotion dedicates the month of June to the sacred heart of Jesus, to knowing his heart, and to offering this prayer, O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like yours. Jesus made my heart like his heart on that factory floor. When I was presented with the need of his people, with the depravity and the loss of his love, to restore that to people filled my heart with his joy. But he didn't do that so that I could be his priest. Sure, I'm sure that was part of it. But he did that so that he could show me how much he's redeemed in my own life, where he's taken me from and where he's brought me today. He did that so that I might deeply know how much he loves me. Jesus doesn't just reveal that love to ministerial priests like me, or Father Dave, or even holy deacons like Deacon Dennis, but he does that for each one of us. That's his desire, is to reveal his sacred heart to us, to show us how deeply he loves us, to tend to those sheep who are troubled and abandoned. He wants each of us to feel that love deep within our hearts so that it transforms our life. And he does that because each one of us here today is also anointed a priest 
in the waters of baptism. Each one of us, he wants to receive his love and go out into the world so that other people can experience the Good Shepherd. My vocation as a priest is to help you to do that. And now listen to God's words to his chosen people, Israel. Now to his chosen people, here, gathered today, his precious flock. You shall be my special possession, dearer to me than all other people, though all the earth is mine. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are Jesus' words to us today, here, now, that you and I, priest, married, lay, religious, all of us have been called to have our hearts filled with the love of Jesus and then sent out into the world to encounter those who need it. So during this month of June, the best act of discipleship that we can make is opening our hearts up to receive the love of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And we come to know this love when we encounter the deep need in our neighbor, to those people who most desperately need that love. It radically transforms our heart. It flips our world upside down because it's no longer about me. It's about how do I get the love of Jesus to them? When we encounter those people and those own parts of our own lives that are troubled, that feel abandoned, that are poor and seemingly unlovable, and we don't have to look too far to find people who feel this way, who feel like they have no shepherd and are desperately searching for somebody to lead them to life. Our spouse, our child, our parent, our colleague, maybe our neighbor. We can't run away from it. Jesus didn't. He didn't turn around and see the crowd and say, there's too many of them, or it's too hard. He let himself be overcome and overwhelmed with sadness and compassion for them. And then he gave them something more. He gave them us to bring them the good news. He didn't turn away. He embraced. He went deeper in. In our faith, there is no such thing as I'm fine, you're fine. We don't settle for that. It's not good enough for the gospel. Each of us needs our Savior's love poured into our hearts to redeem those parts of our lives that we think are unworthy and unlovable. And when we have benefited from such a love as this, listen again to the words of the gospel as Jesus sends his disciples out. Without cost you have received. Without cost you are to give. The gospel that we receive today, the gospel that the Holy Spirit proclaims into our lives, is that God loves us so deeply that he died for us when we were still sinners so that we could live with him. That from all eternity, God has chosen you 
to live in this time with these people so that you could reveal the heart of Jesus to the world. And Jesus doesn't love you because you're the perfect Christian. He doesn't love you because you follow every single one of the rules perfectly. He loves you because he made you, and he made you for love. He loves you because he bought you with the price of his own blood on the cross. He gave us this mission, entrusted it to us. So brothers and sisters, let us pray for the courage to open up our hearts to receive the love that pours out from Jesus' heart on the cross. And then let us pray for the courage to pour that love out on everybody we encounter in our daily lives, on our spouses and our children, on our poor priests, on our holy deacons, on our colleagues, on everyone. And then let us pray for the courage to undertake this mission with sincerity. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like yours.